Penguins had this huge lead entering the third period last night. And yes, I'm talking to you if you fell asleep after that. You won't believe what happened next. <laughs> okay, maybe you will. The Penguins hung on to win 5-1. to one. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates that are every bit as fun as this particular program. I really, really, really liked the Penguins' approach and effort to this game. Everything about it. I would have liked it if they'd won 2-1, to one, not just 5-1. to one. But, but, entering the third period with that lead and talking about it amongst themselves in the locker room as a bunch of them acknowledged afterward they did about the importance of taking that business-like attitude to the ice and making sure that they finish the job and all that other stuff. Mike Sullivan, who I wouldn't have thought would have said something in that setting, even he acknowledged saying something to the players along the lines of, let's go get this done. Let's do this right. Perfect, perfect, perfect situation. And they went and took care of business. Look, I'm not going to sit here and anoint anybody anything over beating the Devils. The Devils aren't terrible, but the Devils are they're not even what they were before the NHL trade deadline when they moved Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri out. The part that I liked best, and I offer this without apology, because Sidney Crosby was outstanding. Brian Rust was terrific. Jake Gensel I mean, it's just a long list of guys. Cody Ceci, Mike Matheson, a lot of these guys had outstanding games. The part that I liked best wasn't even that Tristan Jari played well in stopping 30 of 31 New Jersey shots. The Devils actually outshot the Penguins. 31-23. It's that Sullivan stuck by him. I felt like that was going to be a win-win, even if they lost. Because this head coach needed to achieve a couple of things here. One was to make it really, really clear to Jari, if it wasn't before, that he's the guy and that he's got to be the guy. And in being the guy... He can't have a third period like he did the other night where he spaces out, lapses, tries to go for an empty net. I don't need to revisit all that, but you you saw it. You remember it. What needed to be sent here, with the message that needed to be sent from Sullivan to Jari was that this is why you can't do something like that. Because I'm not going to pull the parachute anymore. I'm not just going to say, you know what, he really disappointed me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Casey DeSmith in there, and you know maybe shake him up a little bit. No, no, we're three weeks out from playoffs. 
This isn't the time to be doing that. This is the time to be letting your number one goaltender know that there is an additional responsibility in being the number one goaltender, especially in playoff time and, for that matter, nearing playoff time. What Jari did the other night was unacceptable. Playing badly, physical mistakes, acceptable. Mental mistakes, lapsing out, spacing out. I know I keep using those terms, and it's still hard to describe what that was. That's not okay. And if I'm Sullivan, I'm not giving him that chance either. I'm not giving him a chance to sit at the end of the bench wondering if he's the number one or not. You know what I'm saying? Look, look at it this way. Let, let's say that Casey DeSmith started this game. And the Penguins do whatever it was that they were doing. I mean, you know, scoring a bunch of goals and whatever else here. Then what? Then what? Are we talking now about who's the number one goaltender? You can't do that now. You just can't. It's not practical. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. At Fubo TV, it's 65 bucks a month. They also give you free DVR. There's no such thing as installation. There's no contracts. You can cancel anytime. You get AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh if you're in the area. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. For real. Just for us, FuboTV.com slash DK gets you 15% off your first month. Go check it out. The players knew, too. And I said this after, after the game the other night. The players knew what really happened in that third period. They knew something went wacky with Jari. The way they were throwing these little uh, hints and saying, well, you know, we all got to be better, but... You know, they knew that. So they also kind of knew what was happening in this game and what the desired outcome was for this game, not just for the collective, but also for the individual in the back. Here's Sidney Crosby talking about Jari's bounce back. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's what you love to see from your goaltender and, um, you know, those guys are, are pretty tough between the years. I mean, I think uh, just being able to, you know, to kind of restart, refresh, and I think everybody as a group had to do that. But when you see your goaltender um, do that right away and make some big saves early, uh, it sets a tone for everyone. So that was that was great to see, and he played well and made some big saves all night. Like I said, they knew, and they know, and they have to be able to trust this individual, not just to be good for a month or, or two or whatever it is, they have to trust that he'll be able to bounce back from rotten situations. Do you remember in both 2016 and 2017, but especially 2016, how strong Matt Murray was after a loss? Do you remember that? I mean, we all sing about Marc-Andre Fleury and everything else here. Let's not just bury Murray. You know, Murray won two championships in Pittsburgh. And he did that in large part because in the games that mattered the most, even following, no, 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 especially following a games where he might not have been at his sharpest, 
Murray was outstanding. Was outstanding. I remember after game two in Nashville when the Predators were just coming like crazy. And and Murray wasn't great. He wasn't terrible, but he, he wasn't great. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if this kid can turn it around from here, this was in 2017, of course. If he can turn it around from here, they're going to believe in him from now till the end of time, meaning his teammates. And he did turn it around, and he won game six. He got a shutout in game six. The other team had all five power plays in game six. There's a there's an odd chemistry between a team and its goaltender. And when I'm talking about the team, I'm not talking about coaches. I'm talking about the players, the skaters in this case. There's an odd relationship there. But when it gets good, anything can happen. And we saw that already earlier in the regular season. Remember, Jari and DeSmith were both really struggling through most of January. And then Jari had that one game where everything just kind of started clicking, you know, real nicely. And the team, not coincidentally, started playing a lot more smoothly, a lot more cohesively. Why? They had confidence that the guy in the back, the most important player at the most important position, was going to be able to do his job. And if you paid attention to Sid's words there, that's a lot of the, the theme, I think, that you could pick up from that. Everyone knew why Jari was back in there. Jari knew why he was back in there. And no, he wasn't available to reporters last night. Everyone knew. And he went out there and did the job. And he played, I thought, really, really well. The one goal New Jersey scored, he didn't have a chance. Number 90, whose name escapes me, they have a lot of lesser lights on that team, skated right in front of him, and he didn't even react to the shot until after it was by him. I think that was a big, big positive for this team heading into the stretch run here. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 can be transformed into five meals. They actually lay all that out for you. It's in a visual, entertaining way. And it's also true. $1 equals five meals. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. The question comes from D. Ritchie, who asks, Any thoughts on why the Penguins don't use Kasperi Kapanen on the penalty kill? I know he was out, but man, would his speed be an asset there. He played it in Toronto, too. Um, He's supposed to be pretty good at it. 
And the easy, lazy answer I could give you right now is that while he's coming back from a fractured foot, and uh, on top of that, both he and Sullivan told us after the game last night that uh, everyone was trying to be aware of his ice time and his conditioning and kind of easing him in slowly. That's why he opened up with the fourth line uh, and so forth. But as you saw from his ridiculously good goal that he got, this the speed is definitely there, and the speed is enough to threaten people. I just wonder about using top six guys on the PK and what that means for you from a health standpoint into the playoffs. If you have enough guys on your bottom six to do that, you really shouldn't be using top six guys. And that goes for... Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Brian Rust, these guys have all, to varying extents, but especially Rust, done a lot of penalty killing, and I'm not crazy about that either. You need those guys scoring goals. Let Colton Sevier block the shots, you know? Let Mark Jankowski go through the motions of blocking the shots, but, you know, <laughs> let those guys do what they're supposed to be doing. Once the Penguins get Brandon Tanev back, and remember that that's not a certainty for the regular season, according to Ron Hextall. If you look at the number of PK guys they've got, it's a, it's, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, you're talking about the entire uh, fourth line in that event, meaning Zach Aston, Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Tanev, and then you're also talking about Jeff Carter, who's a good PK guy, right-handed draw. Uh, Freddie Goudreau when he comes back, Evan Rodriguez. Uh, you have guys that can do this. You don't need to reinvent anything. I agree with you. Look, I'm not disagreeing that Kapanen would be a threat out there. I'm just saying it's way more important to keep these guys away from situations where they got to uh, you know, drop down in front of you know, a 110-mile-an-hour slap shot. No thanks. No thanks. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening. We'll we'll do another daily shot of penguins, you know, next Monday. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.